Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Uphill Goat. As always, this is your host, Andrew Conover. I'm good, but not the greatest of all time. This is episode number 67. Excited to talk to you today about skiing the south face of Lone Peak. Last night, I wasn't even sure if I was going to ski today because my partner kind of wasn't sure if he wanted to go. And then he ended up deciding that we, that he did want to go a little after 10 p.m. And we decided to, to make it happen. And our plan was to go to American Fort Canyon. And we pulled in to just past the mouth at a little after 8 a.m. And it was all the way backed up and completely stopped. And it seemed weird because it was the winter time, not holiday, Saturday, but 8 a.m. We were a little bit confused. And after we didn't move it all for a couple of minutes, we decided to check the UDOT cameras, which I didn't even know they had in America Fort Canyon, but thankfully we found them online. And we found out that the road was closed. So we started reconsidering thinking about something else we could go ski talked about maybe potentially heading up toward Bots Elder, skiing something over there, but with very little snow the night before because the storm really under-delivered, um, and with a lot of intense winds, we decided it might be better to ski something south-facing, which would give the sun an opportunity to warm it up, and so we decided to go and attempt Lone Peak. We've skied in this area a number of times, skiing Heaven's Halfpipe, but never actually made it to the summit of Lone Peak due to either extremely difficult skin-breaking conditions, no visibility, or just not as good a fitness a few years ago. And so we were like, let's go try it. It could be a really good day for it. So we quickly turned around and drove up toward the Three Falls development part, kind of just up by the, where the road ends and started skinning. And at first, the snow was extremely icy and really firm and made it difficult in the steep, in the steep spots as our skins were practically worthless there we'd have to just sidestep up but it was still fairly quick moving and i would say it was even better than breaking trail and eventually cut over and connected with the schoolhouse springs trail which is where a lot of people start when they are skiing heaven's half pipe and at that point there was a skin track which is kind of nice mostly just even for na- route navigation we didn't have to think about where we were going we could just walk and it was crazy so that there's a part just after the second hemagog where there was a big creek crossing before that was Honestly, fairly difficult to navigate, but this time completely filled in. The bushes that were covering the creek, you can't even see anymore. It's pretty remarkable how much snow is up there. And at this point, a little bit after this, kind of in the open face, right after the second Hemagod, we caught a solo skier who was going up sword, um, to ski Heaven's Halfpipe. And then we kept going. About three quarters of the way up Heaven's Halfpipe, we ran into the two skiers that had set the skinner all the way up toward to Heaven's Halfpipe and talked to them for a couple minutes. And the skiing looked really great, which is awesome. The sun was warming it up and kind of turning it into some great spring skiing with warm weather and soft turns. So that was best case scenario. And at one point while we were going up, I realized that we couldn't see any of the boulders any, anymore. When we skied this in December, which is one of the deepest days of my entire life, there were big cliffs like 15 foot feet at least all these and i mean they weren't cliffs they're really just big rocks because the whole middle of of heaven's half pipe is really just a big boulder field and i realized while i was walking up they're completely gone it has snowed so much that all of these big cliffs have completely filled in which is so crazy and so once you're almost toward the top of heaven's half pipe there's a bit of a gap on the looker's left uh, that kind of cuts through to take you towards Lone Peak. So we cut through. That's one of the steeper parts. There's another steep section. 
And then you kind of just hike along the ridge and it's pretty low angle all the way to the summit of Lone Peak. And there had clearly been a lot of wind there overnight with very little snow. And it was beautiful. We could see forever with the blue skies and clear skies. And we just ski into the, we just see into the next drainage over, which has a ton of ski options. It's crazy how big that whole area is. And it's hard to access. So I don't think it gets skied very often. And so then we just had another short stint to the, to the summit. And at the summit, some clouds moved in and it wasn't as, um, the visibility wasn't great, but it was, we were really grateful to have minimal wind and fairly warm temperatures, all things considered. It could have, it could have been much, much worse today. And so we, we transitioned after enjoying the view for top and we actually, we were cruising today. We made it to the top in two hours and 50 minutes, which is awesome. It was really great to kind of just put on a little bit of a faster pace and, and make it up quickly. And I only had four hours to ski it. And so that was pretty awesome to be able to check one peak off in such a short amount of time. And the first 500 to 1,000 feet of vertical descent were not great. It was wind blown or wind loaded. It was really variable and kind of tricky skiing. But once we kind of got down a little bit further where it hadn't been as windy, it was awesome. Soft, consistent, fast, surfy, really great skiing with beautiful views. And just a whole ton of fun and endless, endless turns. It's one of the longest runs out there. It just goes and goes and goes. And it's really amazing all the way down to the second hemagog. And the second hemagog, we transitioned and hiked back up and over and then started skiing down. At this point, it was it was good, but the snow was a little bit more grabby and harder to ski all the way down to the first hemagog. And then from there, it was just kind of easy skiing down a trail, if you will, all the way back to the road or all the way back to our car. And so we ended up skiing the entire thing in just over three and a half hours, which is awesome. I mean, that was with, that was the lapse time, you know, with a few breaks and a lot of pictures and videos and taking a few minutes at the top. So on another day when conditions are good and we don't have to break trail and the skiing's not difficult and there's good visibility, I think we could ski Lone Peak car to car in less than three hours. And it could be kind of a, a fun thing to go and try. But honestly, today was one of those days where we got really lucky. The conditions were perfect. And on the way up and on the way down, it was sunny. It was warm. And what's crazy is we didn't even plan at all for it. It was just kind of given to us thanks to American Fort Canyon being closed. And that was just a wonderful blessing. And it was great to get out today and absolutely beautiful. So I would definitely recommend going and checking out either Heaven's Half Pipe or Lone Peak. They're both absolutely incredible. Just one of the most beautiful areas. I mean, there's a reason it's called Heaven's Half Pipe. It really is a piece of heaven. Feels like a little piece of paradise up in there. So definitely worth skiing. And it's not that hard to get to. It's a bit of an approach, but I would I would definitely add it to your list to ski because it's it'll leave you in awe the whole way up and the whole way down. So go give it a go. And as always, if you have any questions about skiing this or anything else, let me know. And thanks for listening.